to the Northwestern Baseball Podcast. You might be thinking, it's September, or maybe October, why is this happening? And the answer is that Northwestern baseball season never stops now. Um, here at WNUR Sports, we're all in on Northwestern baseball, and we're happy to record a podcast here in the offseason to talk about what's going on. The schedule was just released last week, and that's our main reason for convening this fine group of gentlemen here today. I'm joined by Will Greer and Matt McHugh. How are you two doing? Doing very well. We are 140 days away from opening day for the Cats in 2018. That's not that's very exciting. many days. Not many days at all. No. Less than half a year, Matt. Wow, that's exciting. It's, you get the goosebumps. You get the goosebumps for baseball season. I'm excited. Uh, and the schedule was released. I spent a good amount of time last week going through all the games, seeing what road trips they have, back-to-backs, any interesting <coughs> notes like that, and some pretty good takeaways from yeah. uh, from a good schedule. It's going to be the meat of our discussion here tonight, is this schedule. We're really excited because it, it just tells you so much about what this season is going to be like. And last year, Northwestern, their schedule was very interesting because they had that huge home stretch they used to propel them in the middle of the season. They had a very favorable Big Ten schedule, and look how it went for them. So we're going to see this year what this schedule kind of holds. Obviously, we don't know too much about all these teams right now. We know what they did last year. We know a bit about the returning. But we're just going to try to dissect as much as we can, give some insight as, as much as we, we can to help you guys get through this schedule too. And I just want to say right now on the record that this will be the definitive Northwestern baseball schedule breakdown anywhere. Absolutely. There's going to be no, yes. there's gonna be no bar that we're going to have to clear for this one. Yes, yes, yes. We hope you're ready for a deep dive with us. If you're just listening to this podcast because you saw there's an interview with Spencer Allen, check the timestamps. You can skip ahead to that. <laughs> but guarantee you want to you want to tune in for this. If you're a real Northwestern baseball fan, that's why you're here. Uh, let's get it started, guys. Let's start with these three non-conference trips. I think that's the easiest place to start. Beginning of the season, starting middle of February, they play Nebraska, Omaha, Kansas, and Texas before a little smattering of smaller non-conference games, a three-game series with Central Michigan as well. Let's start with that Nebraska-Omaha game, that series. How do you think that is to start the season? Good opponent, bad opponent? Not a good opponent. Not a good opponent, but a good opponent to be playing for the first four games of the season, right? Exactly what you want for the first four games of the year. (coughs) They play in Glendale, Arizona, too. It's an interesting twist to that. That will be the furthest west that this team goes all year, so... It's another interesting twist. I remember last year they started the season at Arizona State for that series, and they lost all three, but they were all pretty close yeah. games. This year, a little lesser opponent, four games in three days, it's, it's a lot of work. It's not going to be an easy task for Northwestern, especially for the first game of the season, but it was a bottom, bottom RPI team last year. This should be a series that Northwestern comes away with series victory. Yeah, 299 teams in Division One baseball. Nebraska-Omaha last season finished 280. So if your buddy says, Nebraska-Omaha, they're one of the 20 worst teams in college baseball, your buddy has a point. Spencer <laughs> Allen certainly picked this team for a reason. Nice to get together in Glendale. Last season, Northwestern had two of these series, playing Portland and Santa Clara, which are both bottom of the pack, both in the 270s, 280s, RPI-wise last year. This year, there's only one bad series on the non-con schedule. And here's one more interesting nugget, guys. We'll be interested to see where these games are played in Glendale. This is before spring training. Chicago White Sox 
play in Glendale, Arizona. Camelback Ranch, a beautiful new facility. Northwestern played at the Cubs Spring Training Facility a few seasons ago. Nick Pachorek, sophomore catcher. His uh, uncle has some White Sox ties, so maybe these games could be played in an MLB Spring Training Stadium. Hate to speculate too much, but that makes four games against Nebraska Omaha a little bit more enticing, I'd have to think. We'll I see. I would agree. I think it's not the best start to the season in terms of opponent quality, but it could be what Northwestern needs to get off running on the right foot. Looking at their next two series, Kansas and Texas, two big 12 teams, is this a step up from what we saw last year? I think it absolutely Major. is. Major. You look at just where the program has come in the last few years, too. If you said <coughs> five, six years ago, hey, Northwestern baseball, you're going to have two road trips against big 12 teams in their three first non-conference trips. It just wouldn't be a reasonable statement. And now look, just a few years later, just three, third year of Spencer Allen's tenure, and here they are playing two Big 12 teams. Now, granted, they're not the two best Big 12 teams, but they're still pretty solid programs overall, and by no <laughs> means will these be an e- easy series for Northwestern, and I think it's going to be a pretty good test for this Northwestern team. Yeah, and if nothing else, if this team is going to, to be seeking an at-large bid, the Big 12 is one of the best conferences in college baseball, so even if Kansas and Texas aren't the best teams in the Big 12, they're going to have good RPIs come season's end because they play so many games against those really good conference opponents. And Texas, very much on the rise. They had a really good year last year, uh, making it almost out of their region in the NCAA tournament. A lot of players returning for them, a lot of Cape Leaguers, a lot of future pro players. Uh, Note not only the, the games that the Cats are playing in Kansas and Texas, but also the sequencing. I really like playing Kansas first and then Texas in that third weekend of the series. Maybe you steal one against the Longhorns in Austin. That'd be awesome, awesome for this program. Yeah, Spencer Allen mentioned that Texas, very good, is rebuilding by their standards. So, as you guys mentioned, maybe not the top, top teams in the Big Ten. Certainly good to have that RPI boost and good to just be playing Big 12 opponents, like you guys said. Looking at those rest of those games, anything stand out? The start of the UIC season-long three-game series to... You know, you don't want to say throw away, but as close as it comes to it, McMurray College and Judson, and then a three-game series against Central Michigan, a team that Northwestern faced last year, another team that I think Northwestern could beat. It's a middle-of-the-pack team, I'd say, if you're looking at the wide scale of college baseball, and that's going to be three games in two days on the road. That's not an easy task against any team, so uh, be on the lookout for those games, and then Northwestern going to have to test their stamina uh, in that one, but you know they had a pretty competitive, pretty solid series against the Chippewas last year here. So hopefully they can carry that momentum into next year. Yeah, Central Michigan has a couple future pro prospects, perhaps a couple Cape Leaguers on that team. So they are no slouch, despite what you might think. Thinking Central Michigan baseball also like the three-game season-long series with UIC. You only play Chicago well, U- State UIC once. UIC is very good. They're a very good. They're a very good team. It's great to swap out just one of those Chicago State games with a third UIC game. Just little things like that. I, I can't say anything negative about this schedule. It seems so expertly crafted by Coach Allen. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten schedule is outside of their control, and you look at everything else, it just seems like everything is a step up in a, just any little way compared to last year. Home and home with Notre Dame, three with Belmont at home to end the season. A I lot of it, good things about this schedule. it's really well done, yeah. and I think it allows his team a chance to prove itself, to show itself. And even if his team doesn't, go all the way up to expectations, it's a tough schedule, which you can always fall back on come the end of the season if you're thinking about RPI. I want to ask you guys, or, or Matt, do you have, do you have One a One other note yeah, on ahead. that Belmont series at the end of the year. Remember last year, 
Northwestern played Belmont in one game in the Mule Mix Classic earlier in the season. But now, putting that at the end of the season, Northwestern has seven straight home games to end the season. Now, if we start looking at the Big Ten bracketology towards the end of the year, sometimes you just need that big push in the final few games Mm -hmm. to get you into the Big Ten tournament or maybe an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. And having seven straight games at home... The thing that's very interesting is I'm 99% sure that that weekend they're playing Belmont, other Big Ten teams will be in action in the final weekend of the season. Northwestern's bye coming there. One team has to not play. One team has to play. That means Northwestern's Big Ten season will be wrapped up a week early. That's interesting. It's very interesting because no matter what, they're going to be waiting on other results. They're going to be checking, checking, checking all those scores to see if they get in the Big Ten tournament. So that's going to be really interesting. means they have to, they just have, obviously it's the same amount of games, but it just I feel like the pressure kind of just ramps up during that, that last run because you know, you know other teams are going to have games in hand. And again, that's where you like having that Iowa series at home too. We saw last year it's had, this team had some pretty good games against Iowa at home. They get them at home again this year. That's going to be pretty significant in that last stretch of games. Um, wanted to ask you guys both, looking at this non-conference schedule, do you think Northwestern uh, can come out of this with a positive record uh, heading in really before Big Ten play with Illinois? I think there's a there's a reasonable chance that it happens. I think the, the four games against Nebraska-Omaha should really help with that. And I feel like you Kansas and Texas are pretty good opponents. If you can get out of there with maybe three wins out of those seven games, you're feeling really, really good. So I think there's there's a reasonable chance. Yeah, there are 17 non-con games by my math before that Illinois series in late March. Three against Nebraska-Omaha, two against Mac Murray. Four against Nebraska-Omaha. Okay, sorry, I should have specified. You're good. Three out of four wins against Nebraska-Omaha I think is is reasonable. Sure, sure, sure. I didn't specify that at all, though. Mac Murray (coughs) College and Judson gets you to five. Two out of three against Central Michigan gets you to seven. UIC maybe gets you to eight. I think you could get to nine and eight, ten and seven in the non-com before Big Ten play, which would be a major step in the right direction after what happened last year. Yeah, I think the goal for Northwestern has to be right around five hundred or close uh, heading into that Big Ten season. Let's look at this Big Ten schedule, guys. Really familiar last year. A lot of the same opponents in the same places. Maryland on the road again. Penn State on the road again. Purdue on the road again. Iowa at home again. Michigan State at home again. Go back, listen to that. That's all the same from last year. Uh, the difference is, is that Northwestern will flip that Illinois series uh, home instead of away. Michigan comes to town. They were here two years ago. And the Wildcats travel to Bloomington, Indiana to face the Hoosiers, uh, a venue they're familiar with with a team they haven't played since two years ago. What's your overall impression? Let's start big picture first. It's the same team. <laughs> Not looking forward to that trip to, yeah. to Happy Valley. I'm sure no one is yeah. happy to do that two years in a row. It's an okay Big Ten schedule. It certainly could be tougher. I, you dodge Nebraska you know. again. You dodge Minnesota once again. Uh, Michigan, the team that you can play with. Iowa, Maryland, right there, middle of the pack. So is Indiana. It's a lot of middle-of-the-pack teams probably in the four to seven range of the Big Ten. I think you can make a case that Northwestern plays teams four, five, six, and seven preseason uh, Big Ten rankings-wise. You don't have to play the best of the best in the conference, but you're still going to be challenged in conference for sure. And I think the Michigan series, I think coming into the year that Michigan is set up for the best season out of yeah. this, this group of teams, and 
getting them at home is big because that's not really a place you want to go play. Uh, it's a very tough place to win on the road. And the Maryland series on the road, that's another tough opponent, but we saw they caught fire at the right time last year and were able to take two out of three in College Park. They lost a couple key guys, but they're also bringing back that meat of the order with Dunn and Costas, so it's going to be I a think, bit tough. I think Maryland also, you know, this is way early, but I think Maryland's the type of school that will not be very happy with letting Northwestern come there twice in two years and winning two series. They'll take that person. Uh, they will. And they also lost to Northwestern in the Big Ten semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. Maryland is going to circle Northwestern on the calendar as a team they want to beat. But, you know, looking at this series, these teams, I think you guys said it, it's a bunch of teams that are right where Northwestern finds himself in, yeah. the middle of the pack. You know, maybe last year a bit of an aberration, the run in the tournament, but I think all things considered, Northwestern finishing seventh in the conference was about right, you know? they I, Were they the seventh best team? Maybe not, but in Big Ten play, you know, they played like it. They really did. I think going in, what do you guys peg them as? Eighth, ninth, tenth? I'd say maybe Somewhere a step that above range. that, just yeah. because there's a lot of young yeah. talent that was contributing last year, even as a freshman and returning season. a lot. And a lot of guys coming back. You should see some development. Pretty good freshman class coming in as well. I think you add those pieces together, and you're looking at a team that's in that middle of the road of the Big Ten. Eight Big Ten series, right? I think we could see rubber games in all eight yeah. of them quite feasibly. I mean, these are going to be competitive baseball games. Yeah. I think that's the, the really nice thing about... Even the two hardest series, you think every series Northwestern could win these, they could lose them. Sure. But they're you just feel that you're going to be in every single one. And that's a real positive sign because last year, obviously, we didn't know how the Big Ten season was going to go. And I'm sure at the beginning of the year, looking down that Big Ten schedule, you didn't circle a lot of wins. And after the way that season started, you definitely didn't. There's a lot more optimism here, and I'm, I'm really looking at this, and I think Northwestern... Their goal has to be to get back to the Big Ten tournament, number one. How do you guys feel about that given the schedule? Again, it's early. We haven't seen any meaningful baseball. It seems like a very reasonable goal for me if your <coughs> goal is to get back to the Big Ten tournament. Now, I'm wondering if the next step there, if that's too big of a step, is can you do enough with this schedule to get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament? And that's the big question. I think what they're, they might be in the best position is if you can finish maybe fifth or sixth in the Big Ten, and then win a few games in the Big Ten tournament, not necessarily all the way to the championship game again, but at least make a little bit of noise there, that might be able to get you in. The cutoff last year, just looking at the standings, was right around 15 wins in conference. I mean, it's and tough. Northwestern, the too, too short of that. Yeah, Northwestern with 13 wins. And the non-con obviously didn't help, but if you can win the majority of your non-con games and win 15, 16, 17 of your 24 conference games, you're probably in. The Big Ten usually isn't treated too kindly by the NCAA Baseball Tournament Selection Committee. I don't think at-large is too out of the question. That Texas series is a big one. You win two of those games, those are two top 50 wins. Uh, there are opportunities on this schedule to win some of those big games. I agree, agree with both of you guys. I think for Northwestern, the key has to be not to drop any games to teams that they can't afford to drop them to. McMurray College? Yeah, you can't lose that. You can't lose to Judson. Against Nebraska-Omaha, you can't lose more than one game. In fact, you shouldn't lose one. But went off four, things, yeah. things happen. You, you can't lose all those. And uh, Illinois, I mean, once you get to Big Ten play, things happen, but you can't lose those. You can't, you can't get swept by a team that's not Michigan or Maryland. It, it might happen. It could happen, but... 
you, you just don't you do want to let it happen. Northwestern has to do better than that this year, and they did a good job of that uh, last year. But they just have to play a complete season. They can't have one hot month and a half and then a bad month and a half. If they play a complete season, it's it's in play for sure. It's in play. Just play, yeah, exactly. Play the way like they did from what beginning of April was that when they flipped the switch and then play like from that through the Big Ten tournament. This team is, I think, going to make an at large again, 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 at large bid, but. Again, that's really tough to sustain for a full three-plus-month yeah. season. Again, it's way too early, so we're not going to do predictions at all. That's that's not what we're here for. I want to ask you guys, you know, if you're circling one Big Ten series, what's your crunch point for Northwestern? Um, there's there's the last one, there's a few, but what, what do you guys think is, is what's going to come down to for the Wildcats? I think it's a bit of a cop-out answer, but I really do think it's that last series against Iowa. Like you said earlier, Amit, that's going to be their last series of Big Ten play, their last games of Big Ten play, their last chance to, to make an impact in those standings. And Again, this is very early, but you would expect Iowa to be around the same spot as Northwestern in the Big Ten standings, so that game could have a lot of meaning for Northwestern if it's coming down to a last few spots. Yeah, I like that answer for sure. Um, I truly, I said this a few minutes ago, I think all eight of these Big Ten series could come down to the third game, so I think you could truly circle any of them. I'll say Penn State on the road. Penn State should be so Penn State should be improved from last year because they had some talent and seemed their season seemed to be lost early due to injuries and you know we don't want to say you know we don't read too much into it but it did appear uh, as if they mailed in a bit down that back half <laughs> of the season. They you have never, some talent though. They yeah. do have some you talent. Never, you never well feel said. you never feel said. good <laughs> about saying that, but Will Greer and I were there. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be trying more this year <laughs> than they were down that back half of last year. I think those road trips are important. Uh, definitely don't want to get swept in any of those road trips. Uh, that about does it for our schedule talk, guys. Um, let's talk a little bit about fall ball. Obviously, not too much to read into it, but what you know, what have we learned, if anything, from fall ball? Northwestern winning thirteen to two against UW Parkside. Does is there anything to glean from this, or is it really just? Truly meaningless baseball. It's not meaningless baseball. I think it's a meaningless result to read into the score too much. But good to get the freshman experience. Good to get back on the diamond because you won't be playing for another 140 days. Yeah, like I, there's there's not there's a reason for doing this, right? You want to get guys some experience. You want to get them a little comfortable on a baseball field, especially for the guys who didn't play summer baseball. They haven't played since last May. <coughs> you kind of want to get them back in the the groove and kind of feeling things out on the field and they're not going to really have the opportunity to get live game action during the winter like at all so I think this is you know we want to take advantage of the weather while you can and try to get just some reps in absolutely another 70 degree weekend here in Evanston beautiful why not let's go play baseball and Northwestern taking on Concordia this weekend and uh Will Gurt tells me we'll have the call that's actually not a surprise yes we will every fall ball game on WNUR Sports for the first time in Northwestern baseball history. We're wow. making history, and we appreciate you tuning in and making history with us. We had 40 listens last week. 40 that's, listeners. That's 40 listeners for an listening game. to an exhibition game in September on a Sunday. That's football time. Yeah. We appreciate the dedication. We're all in for you guys, and we hope... We're glad that some of you are all in with us. Some freshmen making their debuts, too. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's their pretty first cool. action on a college baseball field, so... Uh, I'm sure, very exciting, there will be some more players in the box uh, on Sunday. So be excited for that. 
little experimenting a little. Um, let's wrap up a bit with looking at this roster a bit. Uh, Northwestern's first years. Let's talk about them for a little, then we'll go big picture on the whole season, what we expect. Who catches your eye out of uh, another one of Spencer Allen's recruiting classes and looks to be, again, pretty talented? Last year's first years contributed a lot to the team right away. Well, a couple familiar names right off the bat. We see Charlie Bourbon and we see David Dunn, both of them the younger brothers of current Northwestern Wildcats, Jack Dunn and Willie Bourbon. So, get to see the little Northwestern bloodline starting uh, for both of those guys. And, I mean, Jack and Willie have both been pretty big contributors, regular players on this team for their first two years. So, it's a pretty high expectation for both of these guys coming in. Three lefties, three Southpaw pitchers coming in his first years. We know how well some of the lefties did last year out of the bullpen for Northwestern. Always a good idea in baseball to load up on some Southpaws either to start or to come in in relief. I've heard great things about Quinn Lavelle, a six-foot freshman out, or first year, I should say, out of Cleveland, Ohio. But there's two other guys who are also going to be competing for time on the mound. And I just think it's really good to see Northwestern getting some, some pretty highly touted lefties. Yeah, and I think the key for Northwestern is which one of these first-year pitchers is going to step up into the rotation because Northwestern loses Pete, not not just the starting rotation, also the bullpen. They lose Pete Hoffman, they lose Cooper Weatherby. Those roles are going to have to be filled by some first-years. Probably more likely it is them than already existing pitchers on the roster who are kind of known quantities. Maybe they'll make some jumps in the offseason. We know Josh Reynolds has done a great job with his pitching staff of improving them year to year. But I think these guys are highly touted. They're, Spencer Allen's going to want to see them play. Yeah, and we saw that last year too, right? Hank Christie in the rotation, <coughs> freshman year, first series of the year. He's out there in the starting rotation. And he was in there for the whole year and one of the best pitchers on the team. He's probably going to be moved up to the Friday night spot this year. So he's not afraid to get freshmen involved and get them involved early. Sam Lawrence, one of the most effective relievers, was a freshman last year. Matt Gannon made a good handful of starts as well. So we've seen this before from Spencer Allen. If the freshmen can play, they're going to play. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Will. No, I really don't have much more to add. I think it's always good to load up on pitchers. We saw how important pitching was in that second half run last year. I think you could argue that the pitching, especially from a couple starters, was the reason why this team started winning more games than they were losing. So it's always good to load up on more young talent. And I think on the flip side of the coin, Northwestern loses, you know, two huge, huge offensive contributors in Joe Hosha and Matt Hoffner. I think there's more of a case that those holes can be filled by some existing players on the roster, but there's obviously going to be some first year seeing major playing time in the starting lineup. I've heard that Jack Dunn's brother is very talented, very speedy as well, gives him some good looks on the base paths. And then we know that Casey O'Loughlin, is that how I'm saying that right? I think so. I we'll think, have to ask him. Yeah, yeah we'll have I feel to like ask him. Right. A local prospect from Glen Ellen, Illinois. He's got some power behind his bat. Uh, I think there's there's going to be a really more dynamic uh, element to this Wildcat offense. Not that it wasn't dynamic last year. They were great down that stretch. But one thing Spencer Allen mentioned to me that you'll hear on the podcast is the word versatile. And I think that these first years could do more. when, when He just has more tools to use. Yeah, and I think we'll see a couple other guys who didn't really have a set role on the team last year in a more comfortable role, maybe settling into one position. Saw Charlie Maxwell and Leo Kaplan both last year show some flashes of potential, and they both had their struggles as well. They were was their first season playing collegiate baseball, but 
Now I think they have that opportunity to settle into an everyday role on this team. They both could be pretty big contributors this year. And talking about lefties on the flip side, again, Jack Kelly, the catcher, is a lefty catcher. Always good to have one of those yep. because, you, you you know, you can never catch a guy that many days in a row. And just gives you a different look when the catcher spot is usually something you focus on defense primarily. I think that gives Spencer Allen a little bit more of an option to, to play around with Nick Pachorik and Jack Clays. Um, big picture this season, guys. Who's who's going to step up for the Wildcats? We know they have some, some budding talents on this roster. But someone's got to p- replace the production of Joe Hoshay. Maybe not individually, probably not, by committee. But if this offense is going to be any good, who's going to do it? I think it's easy to, to focus on the young talent. This team is so young, and the future is so bright. But I'll go with Connor Lind, a guy who's going to be starting for the fourth straight year. He's gotten better each year at the plate. His defense has really, really blossomed the last couple of years. He's the senior leader. He's going to be one of maybe two starters, if not the only starting senior in, in the lineup regularly uh, is Jack Clays a senior. Jack Clays is a senior. Jack you could Clays say Clays and Lynn are going to be the only two starters in the starting lineup probably for Northwestern on a day-in, day-out basis. Lind should be hitting 3-4-5. I think that's a fair assumption. We are 20 weeks away from opening day, but I think that's a fair <laughs> assumption nonetheless. I look to Connor Lind, and if his senior leadership can step up, if he can start putting together a 300, 310 kind of year, he could be a huge piece of this lineup. He added some good power last year, too, to yep. his game. He's starting to become a much more well-rounded player at the high corner. That's a great pick, Well, I'm going to go with Alex Arrow for this one. I think he cooled off a bit down the stretch last year, but he just took the, the team. He took the whole Big Ten by storm his first few weeks. Just talent was something we hadn't really seen at Northwestern in many, many years, just the raw talent coming in, the excitement that he brings to the game. He's a very exciting guy to watch, and he's going to have to k- translate that into a more consistent performance across the whole year, but it's something he's absolutely capable of, and he could be in for a really big breakout year this year. I think the key for Alex Arrow is exactly as you said, Matt. The key word is consistency, because he started off great, cooled off a bit, came on a bit at the end, but he needs to just put together more consistent at-bats as well. One thing that Alex Arrow does that, if you watch him, you'll notice, is he loves to swing at first pitches. Just loves to do it, because he's really good at making contact with everything. But I think a little bit more patience would give Alex Arrow loads of improvement at the plate this year. Uh, one player I want to add is just Jack Dunn. You know, we talk about him a lot. He's the starting shortstop, middle infielder. He's been here. This is his third year. He's probably going to be playing every day again for Northwestern. And shortstop is always one of your most crucial positions, and he's going to be in the top three in the lineup probably, right? He's always been there. He needs to be more consistent as well. Um, He's a guy that can be a little streaky, but when he's going, getting on base, and uh, cleaning up his defense because he's a good defender, occasionally makes some errors, if he cleans that up, you know, Northwestern is going to have a very good middle infield. One of the, you know, you could say one of the better, if not best ones in the Big Ten. You're going to look to Jack Dunn to be one of the team leaders, too, the captain of the infield. And it's a role he's been comfortable in for two years now. And, well, there's going to be some some new young players involved in this, too. He's going to be one of the more, <coughs> if not one of the most experienced guys in the lineup. He's already played 111 games in a Wildcat uniform. So he's going to have to turn that experience into a very constructive leadership role this season. How about Willie Bourbon? Maybe a nice bounce-back year for him. I think he could certainly get... 
a lot of consistent playing time if the bat starts heating up once again. We saw it his freshman year. Certainly has the capability to be a starter in this lineup. So if he can bounce back, that's another huge cog to this, this starting nine. Looked good with the glove at yep. first base, too. He looked his, like he settled in comfortably defensively there. I think his, his first base playing ability allowed him to stay in that lineup. I think he's going to see some competition this year. So as you said, Will... He's a big player that his bat needs to step up. Competition is a good thing. We heard Spencer yeah. Allen say that a ton last year. He thought some of the older guys started playing better because they knew they finally had depth in the program and they had guys who could come off the bench and take your spot if you're not hitting. I think that could benefit Willie Bourbon. And I think with that talented first-year class, it's going to help everyone uh, on the roster. I'm yep. sure no uh, starting spot is guaranteed. Uh, that about wraps it up for us. We have that interview with Spencer Allen incoming. Any closing thoughts from either of you guys on – you know, what's your X factor for Northwestern to have a good season? One area of play that they need to do well to have a good season? I'll say a consistent starting pitching rotation. I know that's pretty cliche and maybe a cop-out of sorts, but we kind of know what the rotation is going to look like. We don't completely know what it's going to look like. To have consistent guys starting every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, especially in those conference series in college baseball, that is a huge pro, a huge uh, feather in your cap. So that would be big for this program. I'm going to say the bullpen. I'm going to say it's going to be the goal for this team is to get your guys comfortable in their bullpen roles by the start of conference play because right now it's still kind of a mix of, all right, are these freshmen going to earn a rotation spot? Are you going to move someone who was in the bullpen last year to the rotation? There's still a lot of questions with that. and. No, who's going to be that Pete Hoffman role last year where he yeah. came in and yeah. was the fireman reliever for this team. So once those roles get straightened out, I think that you can use those non-conference games to figure that stuff out. You can get your bullpen role set up and, uh, okay, we're going to go to this guy if we're in tight jam here or this is our best situational lefty. That kind of stuff should be straightened out before you get into conference play. They're sitting pretty well. Well, that about wraps it up for us. We still are uh, 140 days out. Is that right, Will? It is, yes. 140 days out, but we are so excited for that season to come. Uh, we'll be there every step of the way. And for now, still treat you to some fall ball Sundays on WNUR, as Will mentioned. I'm really glad that we're able to do that. Thanks for listening uh, to Will Greer, Matt McHugh, and myself, Amit Malik. It's been an emergency episode, but a good one of the Northwestern Baseball Podcast. And if you stuck with us this far, you're treated now to an interview with Spencer Allen. Hi, I'm Amit Malik of WNUR Sports, here with Northwestern baseball coach Spencer Allen. Good to see you again, coach. I know we're off-season here in the fall, but we thought it'd be a good time just to, to get together and chat about fall ball, you know, what the team's looking like early in the season, and then eventually the schedule, which was just released last week. Uh, why don't we start with fall ball? You guys, a few Sunday games here in the fall. Uh, last week, you faced UW Parkside. This week, it's Concordia. You know, these aren't necessarily teams in Division One, on necessarily on your level, but you know, what's the goal of these games for, for your team? Yeah, you know, I, I think the biggest thing for us is is for um, our, our, our our first year players to, to get out and just just see another uniform and, and, and go through the batting practice routine, go through uh, a, a game day routine. Um, just so when, when we do step off the plane the first time we do it in, in February, it, it, it's not new. I think anytime we can simulate that, I think that's just a, such a huge benefit and, and make them uh, comfortable. And then anytime we can play a game on our home fields with this beautiful weather, I, I think those are all positives and, and reasons to, to play in, in the fall. And how, how did that first game go against UW Parkside? You said you won 
13-2, but, you, you know, it's just kind of a game to get your team in shape, right? Yeah. What, what, did, what did you see from your team? What were you impressed by? Well, I, I think the thing we always try to preach and talk about is it, it, it's not so much the opponent is is you're just playing against the game of of baseball and and so I, I think one of the things that was was good for the most part um, we, we threw, <laughs> threw strikes uh, we, we we limited a lot of the, the free stuff which is is always a, an emphasis for for us and um, we, we we did some good things on the bases I, I think one of the things that uh, I, I like about this team early on is is we we have some versatility um, and and we have some guys that we we could probably run a little bit more and create on the bases and we saw a little bit of that on on Sunday and so you know in the fall again not in season you know what what's your kind of plan for for the offseason these these couple months you know what are the goals for your team to to get in to get where they need to be with the winter early spring in mind well I, I think the biggest thing for us in the fall is to, to make sure we can uh, recreate live situations as much as possible and that, that's one of the things one of our goals really every day is uh, every, every drill that we do we, we want to recreate that live situation because we, we know that you know in the <laughs> come winter we're going to be inside and, and that that's okay there, there's there's benefits of that too but when we have an opportunity to be outside and play the game um, anything that that requires an instinct of, of you know running a pickoff play base running um, you know reads off off of a bat we just want to make sure that we get those live reads so again because the, the, there's a good chance the next time we get to do that is February 16th when, when we open up and then you know looking at the first years in mind who you know can you talk a little bit about the class as a whole and then who who has you know stepped up so far early on and you know what are you expecting to, to get out of this class to keep building on what you've been doing so far here with the rest of the staff yeah, so, so the, the, the class, we have five uh, arms that, that came in, three position players. So starting with the arms, um, probably one of the guys who's just looked comfortable from, really from, from day one is uh, Quinn Lavelle. Quinn is a left-handed pitcher um, from, from the, the outskirts of, of Cleveland, uh, Ohio. And, and, you know, he, Quinn is just really, uh, I, I, I'd compare him. He, he's more, he's a, he's a left-handed version of Hank Christie. <laughs> you know, Hank looked very comfortable and, uh, threw a lot of strikes early in the fall and Quinn has done the same thing. Ryan Bader is another left-handed pitcher who's, uh, done a great job, uh, this fall and, and really for, for all of our guys of each outing, they've been out there, they've you know gotten better and that that's all we can we can ask for really um you know when we're talking about that first year um so th- those are those are two uh, uh, of the five that that have done a good job anthony alipra has has made some jumps as, as well um so and then on the position side of things uh david dunn uh center fielder middle infielder probably one of our faster players on the team uh, has made some impressions done a good job jack kelly uh is a left-hand hitting catcher which again just gives us some some options right behind the plate you know with Jack Clays as well as Jack Kelly right and left and um and and then uh Casey O'Loughlin Casey uh is is a uh, a local kid from Fenwick uh has has just done a good job shown some power uh he's hit three home runs already this this fall so um you know that 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 rounds out the, the the class that we're we're really excited about and what's the attitude been around the clubhouse in practice 
you know, obviously last year, last time we checked in, you told me in exit interviews, everyone was excited to come back, really hungry for the season after your run at the end of Big Ten play and the Big Ten tournament. You know, what's kind of been the mentality of the guys around here? Well, I, I think the mentality is that, you know, there, there's an expectation to win. There, there's an expectation to, you know, uh, be a part of championship baseball, postseason baseball. And, and, and that's a good expectation. And, and um, I, we, we as coaches don't want to, to squash that by, by any means. But, you know, you have to fight complacency. I, I think you look at the Cubs, you know, they, they talked about that. They, they said that they were for the first half of the year, they were hungover. I, I heard Rizzo say that, you know, you, you, you just you, you try to fight that, that complacency complacency and making sure um, that every day you're just out trying to develop and, and get better. And you along with the rest of your staff, you know, did you have any concrete goals this offseason that you wanted to bring back the way you approached the guys this year? Maybe just to keep that level of play up that you guys really found. You said you found a good groove last year. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, we got to start better. And, and, and that's it's two years we've kind of uh, j- just haven't played consistent baseball. So I, I think really playing consistent baseball um, from February all the way till, till May and sometimes the schedule the, 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 the your uh, record doesn't always show that but uh, we know early on if we would have played consistent baseball we we might have been in a different position late late in the year if, if um, you know things were a little different so I think that to be honest that's really the main goal is how can we start and then finish like we'd love to finish that way too but just playing consistent baseball. Looking at the schedule, but let's get into it. Let's start with those three non-conference road trips. Um, obviously, a lot of non-conference games sprinkled throughout the rest of the schedule. You got Nebraska, Omaha, Kansas, and Texas. Uh, for as a reference point, last year you guys had Arizona State, Mule Mix Classic, Portland, Santa Clara. You know, how does this stack up to that? And you know, what were your goals with these games in mind? Yeah, well, I think that you know the first weekend with Nebraska Omaha. I mean, they're they're a program that traditionally has a lot of junior college players, and and you know the the thing with junior college players is that they've they've played college baseball, and so a lot of times they've got good experience, and 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 uh, they just go out and play the game. So uh, it, it's going to be a good opening weekend, and then you know you jump into Kansas. Kansas is a program that um, you know every four, three to four years they're they're in a regional, and obviously they they play in the Big Twelve, and and so that's going to be a great uh, challenge, you know, at, at at their place, and and then going down to Texas, you know, a, a program that is, um, I don't I don't want to say rebuilding. Uh, Coach, Coach Pierce has done a great job, um, but I guess probably for 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 Texas's standards, they're 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 rebuilding a little bit, but uh, very very talented team. So it, it's it's but but it's going to be fun. I mean, I think that's that's what we want. That's what our kids and we talked in the recruiting process is. Um, that's what you came here to do is to come play in, in venues and, and opponents like that. And then looking at this Big Ten schedule, you know, I think the meat of the season, really what I'm most excited about, a lot of the team's excited about, a little bit of similarities to last year. You have another road trip to Maryland, another road trip to Penn State. You see Iowa come to town. You go to Purdue again. How do you feel also about, you know, you don't have to play Minnesota, you don't have to play Nebraska. Does this feel like I know it's too early to say a winnable or non-winnable schedule, but what's your overall impression of, of what you saw from the teams you're getting, times away, home? Yeah, you know, I, I think the, the the one thing that it's a compliment to the league and kind of what you hinted at is just, gosh, we, we just don't know. <laughs> you know, we, we, we really don't know, and, but but that's a good thing of, of – 
every weekend um, I, I, we can't go in and look at uh, oh we've, we've got this team at home or we've got you know this team on the road I, I think one of the things that's different from last year we had a good stretch you, you probably remember in, in March all the way through April where we were at home and that was that was something that we didn't play great in that but we 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 got going a little bit towards the end with that Iowa series and um, we, we just started playing we, we, we don't really have a stretch too much like that this year kind of had I think Air Force Iowa Michigan State yep. and that was really like momentum builder right yep, yep. and now you don't like you said you don't have that this year yeah yeah so so that th- those are those are things that it, it's just it's a little bit different but as far as the you know the opponents obviously Michigan's going to be great Illinois is, is, is going to be tough they, they, they return a lot of uh, especially position players um, so I, I think it, it, it's the one thing that, that's interesting is that we, we, we go back to three of the four places we traveled last year. Yeah. I think next year starts a new cycle. Um, but there, there's some comfort in that of, of hey, our guys you know, have, have been out to Penn State. They've, they've been to Purdue and they've been to Maryland. So there's some comfort. And, and those are actually places that we all uh, played pretty well. So those are good memories. Yeah, looking at the two teams that you didn't have last year in series, Michigan and Indiana, you saw Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. So I'll focus on Indiana a bit. You know, what's it mean to go back there? Obviously familiar with the ballpark. You played the Big Ten tournament there. A team you haven't seen in two years, you haven't seen in your time here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we, we did, I'm sorry, we, we did run into them. Uh, that, 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 they came here. Uh, oh, the, sorry, they came here two years ago. But you just didn't see them last year. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I mean, Indiana's a good good club. I mean, we... we um, you know that they they've they've done a good job. Coach Lamonis has done a good job there, and and um, you know really I'm I'm actually looking forward to that series because we um, again we had a lot of good memories there in the in the Big Ten tournament. But we we owe them. We we can play. Uh, we can we can get after them a little bit, and and I think they they have been a kind of a staple of the league as well. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to that series for sure. A lot of non-conference game peppered in, but the one I, I always like to focus on is that city rival with UIC. Um, always a tough game, pretty good program. They very good last year. This year, two of them will be in Chicago, one here in Evanston. You know, what are you expecting from this year? It's always a fun little series, and because it's spaced out, what are you expecting from UIC? Yeah, I mean they've they've had our our number, <laughs> you know, since since I've been here, and and so I I think it's I I love playing them. I, I think they they run the program the right way, and they they do things right. And um, I I think the good thing is I think we'll be in in a in a little better spot, um, just just with with our pitching a little bit more depth. And um, but yeah, you talk about owing someone that <laughs> they you know they would be the the team that I we'd like to show up on midweeks. And really, when you when you're talking about some of the your post season goals uh, you have to take care of business on on midweek and 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 UIC with three games against them is a big piece of that great thanks law coach anything else you'd like to add about you know what's been going on this fall anything you're looking forward to next few months yeah no just just really excited uh, like I said for the momentum we had a great alumni weekend and, and we got a lot of fun things we have another uh, benefit scheduled in, in in January January 20th again and just just excited for uh, our, our players and, and uh, everyone around our program awesome thanks law coach good luck this fall and we'll check back in before the season starts sounds good go cats <laughs>